Welcome to the Cashflow Guys Podcast. That's right, boys and girls. You know where you are. You should know who this is. This is Tyler Chef, and I am the host of the Cashflow Guys Podcast. And I've got Mike back with me today. He is not flying the friendly skies. Mike, are you out there somewhere? I'm on the ground, Tyler. How's that sound? Does <laughs> yeah, there sound you like go. You? I want you. To, someday you got to do the airline speech thing. It's like, yeah, this is your captain speaking. And <laughs> oh gosh, I got to close my eyes in order to do that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you should be a natural at that by now, don't you? Do it like every day. You're in the seat. I know, but that's the problem. It sounds the same every time, and then everyone asks, like, why do airline pilots sound so robotic? It's because we say the same thing four times a day. Because we are robotic. <laughs> <laughs> We're all engineers. I mean, what else do we do? What else is a possible thing? So, uh, yeah, yeah I, it's funny because folks at home, for, if you're trying to get a visual here, I know we're an audio podcast, but we're on all week. I've been giving Mike a hard time because he moved from Florida, from sunny St. Petersburg, Florida, near me. I must have scared him the hell out of the state. He moved all the way in the, across the country. He's out in Colorado now. And his house, it's like, I don't know. 60 below zero out in Colorado and then he shows up to the last Zoom meeting wearing a ski hat. I'm like, what? you're indoors, dude. What, what's going on? He's like, the house is drafty. I got to fix yeah. that. <laughs> I love it. Well, we've got a guest for you guys today. This is we're we've never done this, these topics before. This is something brand new to the Cashflow Guys podcast. Well, I, I shouldn't say that. We have talks about, we have talked about tax and I know you guys are already rolling your eyes. Oh, blah, tax, blah. We got some good stuff for you. And this week, we're going to talk about some ways what to do when you do get in trouble. Now, I'm a guy, full disclosure, you guys have been following me for a long time now, seven years. My origin story begins with the fact that I thought that I was my charm would impress the IRS. And I did not file my taxes for a couple of years. And then when I made up the difference, I decided that an accountant cost me way too much money. So I decided to use TurboTax to try to catch up my tax returns. Well, Needless to say, that did not work out in my favor, and the IRS is really not concerned about my charm, and it back backfired. I wound up with a six-figure ta- federal tax lien that took me many years to pay off, and now I've realized I probably didn't have to pay it off, but oh well, Gosh. <laughs> lesson learned. But today, we've got none other than, this is going to blow your mind, guys, this is pretty exciting, uh, Miss Moncars, are you with us there? I am. Thank you for having me here, guys. Oh, thank you so much for coming out. We, I love what you guys are doing. You got a pretty exciting opportunity that we're going to talk about here later in the episode. But first of all, I just wanted to welcome you to the show. And uh, thanks for what you do helping people. You know, a lot of times, a lot of my people that I associate with over the years, they're they're nervous about dealing with attorneys that they, you know, sometimes it can be a little intimidating dealing with attorneys. And that's not the case with you. And I really enjoy that part of it. Um, what you do is very unique. You're not, you don't file tax returns, correct? No, I don't prepare tax returns. What you, I, I just help people exactly. with their tax issues. <laughs> exactly. So, and that's an important thing is that you help people. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to do this interview, because there's a lot of folks out there that maybe they make a mistake and they get themselves in, into, into hot water and then they go into damage control mode. And unfortunately, as we were kind of talking about before we went hit record, is that that's a lot of the phone calls you probably get. I get the same thing as a guy that coaches people on real estate investing. A lot of people say, well, Tyler, I already signed the contract and gave my non-refundable earnest money deposit help. It's like, well, you should have called me yesterday because I would have told you, don't make a non-refundable deposit and read the contract before you sign it. Yeah. So that's what I, a couple of questions I want to talk about today is um, 
some misconceptions that I hear, and I'm not a tax professional. Those of you listening to this episode know I'm not even close to a tax professional. Uh, I'm probably a tax unprofessional. That's why I have tax professionals on my team. <laughs> uh, and I hear these things, you know, the Facebook tax pros giving uh, advice on uh, how to deal with the IRS and whatnot. And I roll right. my head. Ugh. But just so you know, I also have tax professionals. I have an accountant that helps me with my own See? tax returns and helps me with my business tax returns and gives me advice. So, and and I do, ta- and I have a master in tax. So we all need a team of exactly. advisors, lawyers, and accountants to help us out. Exactly. Well, that's a great, that's my kind of my first question is uh, what is the difference between a tax lawyer and a CPA? Because a lot of people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it, it's actually there's a difference even just be, with a CPA and a tax preparer, right? Some There's somebody that can help you you prepare your tax returns and they just follow the rules and nothing else. Then if you get to a tax planning CPA, it has to be a tax planning CPA. Okay. They will like meet with you probably more than once a year. Not when you have to prepare your terms, but also to help you plan like your cash flow and how much you're going to pay in taxes the next year because it's a big thing especially with business owners or um people that get a 1099 if they don't plan that's when they get a surprise that when they're filing taxes oh my god i owe six figures five figures right and that's when they get in trouble but if you have a good tax planning accountant they'll help you prepare for that and before the year maybe do certain moves that will reduce that tax liability okay so, so that's the kind of person you want in your team Right. So if you're going to, let's say you're going to just get started in real estate investing or you are started in real estate investing, you don't necessarily go out and hire a tax attorney on day one. You get with the CPA and you will focus on the tax planning element first. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. But like you said, before you sign that contract, you should talk to the lawyer. Right. And I understand that people are concerned about the cost, but on the back end, if you need to get out of the contract because there was something that was not good for you, it's going to cost you much more in litigation. And just the time and the effort, I think that's the hard part. That people don't put it, that doesn't have a number. Right. Like the emotional time and just when you're mad at something, that has a number too, that people don't mm. put on it. Oh, that's for sure. I mean, we, we've run into that, haven't we, Mike? That's for sure. Goodness gracious. <laughs> Going through due diligence. Did you have something to say, Mike? Um, well, I guess we'll talk, we could talk about further in, but I'm always curious, Claudia. I mean, with all your clients... And you know our listeners, a lot of real estate investors, small business owners. Are there certain common um, audit triggers that you see that small business owners, investors don't realize that they're stepping into? Uh, yes. A big thing especially is um, if you're still not generating um, revenue, um, people love to deduct their car expenses and their meals and all that. And that is the biggest one where Every audit that I get, that's always, I will say half of it is that. Oh, and wow. the big oh, thing is wow. having good records. I, like you said, I think, I mean, I've practiced this for over 20 years and only once have I seen somebody that purposely wanted to avoid paying taxes and hiding their money. Out of that is really, I mean, it's just tax law, unfortunately, is very convoluted. It's not easy to read. So people just make mistakes. So I think the big thing to avoid the triggers, if you're not making still enough revenue, mm-hmm. um, make sure that there are real deductions. I know that they can be, there's a gray line, but I think we all have a gut feeling when we're pushing that gray line, that little line and have great records. That's the big thing. So if you have an audit, if you have the records, you'll be fine. I mean, there's even audits that I've been to where 
they realized that they're owe a refund. It happens. Wow. They, yeah, even Tyler Perry recently had a big um he's been an audit for a long time and he I was actually owe money because he didn't have the his accountants didn't prepare the right tax returns. Oh no. <laughs> wow. I could imagine the the roller coaster that brings emotionally. Jeez. I think I think there was a great tip, especially for our audience, who because a lot of us are starting out. We hear about the huge benefits of, hey, start an LLC. You could take these deductions with meals and hotels and travel because a lot of people on YouTube and social media talk about this. Oh, yeah. And obviously they are correct. But obviously, when you're starting a business like any of our listeners most likely are, you you will expect negative cash flow the first few years, right? So if you show a zero profit year one and two, I would assume that would be acceptable. But at what point does the IRS say, uh-uh, you should be generating some revenue by now? What would now be? I don't think they necessarily need you to re- generate revenue, but just make sure that you are actually uh, have, is, is it because there's a rule like the uh, hobby loss, Hobby rule. Oh, okay. And a lot of people, they want to make sure that this is not your hobby. That is really a true business. And oh. the other, yeah, that's that's where it gets to. So, and usually is the, for travel, for meals, and for car, those people tend to like, it, those are the ones that, that that trigger the audits because those can be like more like hobby. And then people are just trying to deduct their vacations. That's where they look at. Okay. That makes sense. So like, let's so say I was a woodworker. Okay. The what? Like, let's say, for example, I don't know, I'm not a woodworker, but let's say I was a woodworker and I bought saws for my personal sawmill to build birdhouses to put all over my property and I keep taking a loss. That's really a hobby. I just like to build birdhouses, yeah. let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. Or if you go to, um, people take a trip and they said, oh, I looked at something for five seconds. I can deduct my whole trip. No, that's not how it works. <laughs> And the other big thing that I see a lot of people, um, they're told to create an LLC and become an S corporation. So you pay less taxes. You don't pay like um, the the equivalent of the SECA, which is the equivalent of social securities for self-employed. But what people don't do is give themselves a salary. So the big thing is that you have to give yourself a reasonable salary if you are an S corporation, which that's the oh. other big thing that I always see. People give advice number one, but I don't give advice number two. And I'm always like, wow, (laughs) what happened there? Wow. (laughs) That's a good one because that's the first time I've heard that. Uh, And that's always every year in the IRS. They, they send every year a a list of being a year things that they're thinking about going after. And that's always in their list. So eventually they're going to go after it. They always say they're looking at this. So they're aware people are doing this. At what point does it make sense to engage uh, somebody like you over a CPA, at what point do I say, oh boy, I better call Claudia? Well, definitely if, you, if you're if you concerned that, um, because the one big thing about CPAs and lawyers, when you talk to your lawyers, you have attorney-client privilege, right? Right. Anything, you know, I tell my clients, I'm your rabbi, your priest, your, your imam, everything roll up into one. You tell me everything. I can't say anything, but you have to be completely honest with me so okay. I can help you out. But you don't have that with a CPA. They actually... They have to keep confidentiality, but if the IRS requires records and ask them questions, they actually have to tell them. Yeah, that's part of, I mean, they have to keep your confidentiality. They can't go tell other people, but they have to be honest with the IRS. So a lot of things, if you think you're about to have some tax issues, 
you hire the attorney and then the attorney hires the CPA. So everybody's protected under their privilege. <sighs> There's wow. a solid gold, but that's not a gold nugget. That's a gold chunk. <laughs> that's yeah. huge. Wow. I didn't yeah. know that one. So you're like a tax psychiatrist where right. you can't disclose information to the outside. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I can say is you're about to commit a criminal crime. So right. I never had anybody tell me that. So. <laughs> can I can I hire you and just tell you how I feel about my tax situation? Yes. <laughs> sit, sit on the couch. I feel like being disadvantaged, taken advantage of. <laughs> I don't like know, how they spend um, my money. On a side issue, I mean, generally, TurboTax is a great tool for me because, unfortunately, I don't think it is user friendly. Yeah, but not tax friendly, so it ends up creating clients for me. The amount of jobs that oh. that piece of software has created is mind blowing, isn't it? <laughs> It's unbelievable. So rumor I hear, uh, every, and I hear this all the time. So a couple last year, everybody was a crypto genius, right? The whole world was involved yes. in crypto and everybody is smarter than everybody else because I invest in this and I invest in that and they can't catch me because crypto is deregulated. <laughs> and then last year, they, the IRS came out and did some, some press and said, hey, um, you have to disclose, and I may have this wrong, so if I do, please correct me. Mm-hmm. You have to disclose your crypto transactions when you buy and sell cryptocurrencies. And right. people I know that own crypto said, no, I don't, because it's deregulated, and they'll never know. I'm like, well, I venture to guess that's probably not 100% accurate. So what do you say to the person that says, I'm not going to get caught. I can do what I want with crypto, and it's deregulated. I'm good to go. Well, two things. First, Remember when, well, last year that they gave funding to the IRS mm-hmm. and they, for 87,000 revenue, all everybody knew 87,000 revenue agents, you're going to get your tax. But in the actual law, the bill, it gives them, it says what they're going to target. And it was three things. And one of those three things was, it's not only cryptocurrency, it's what they call, um, oh, uh, Digital assets, that's oh. the term. They even change it. So they could include not only cryptocurrency, but NFT and things like that. And they're using a big chunk of that funding to bring people into compliance. Oh. So they're going to find out. And it is just amazing. The I mean, I always joke that the IRS is antiquated and is a big uh, black hole. But in com- I mean, just the government itself, they have actually really good algorithms. The DOJ uses these algorithms to figure out. They were using this for uh, uh, currency, like to figure out if people were bringing in money in certain uh, types. And it was really, it wasn't a gift from abroad, but it was really salary. So I am sure they'll come up with the algorithms now that they have the funding and everything hmm. to know where you have it. And and if you actually do any, um, just like when you do not now, like PayPal, gives out the IRS tells them how much you got and Ben was going to start doing it. Oh. Um, if you have, if, if the, if the exchange is in the U S they have to provide information to the IRS. Wow. So you're going to get caught. Wow. Eventually, maybe not today, maybe not next year, but eventually they will. My concern. That's a new pet project is digital assets. Wow. You know, I live in Key West, as we said before we hit recording. And so this whole economy in Key West is a gig worker economy. The bartenders, the waitresses, the everybody's on some sort of cash type compensation, except me. I'm just the realtor and I get paid by the check and got to pay my taxes like everybody else. Not that I wouldn't if I didn't, but I could see that doing. And every musician in town collects their pay by Venmo. 
I mean, because oh. nobody touches cash anymore. It's dirty. It's whatever. So it, I see this being a real mess coming. Well, the big thing is that now, um, before you had to um, get more, I, I would think the threshold, it was like 20000 before Benmo sent the equivalent of their 1099. Just like you get a 1099 or a W-2, that company needs to send the equivalent to the IRS. That's how they can match it. Um, wow. Now they they were going to lower it to 600 this year, but they have some problems. So it's postponed for next year. But all those things, if you make more than 600 from, they got transferred to you, they're going to automatically send all that information to the IRS, just like a ballpark. You got 10,000, 1,000, maybe it was a gift or not, but now you have to, that's part of your tax reporting. Wow. That's scary. It's one of the things I see, unfortunate here, just as a side story in my where I have a bunch of investment properties up in Tarpon Springs, Florida, recently I had to fire one of my team members this year because they they won't accept a 1099. They wouldn't wow. give me a social security number to accept a 1099. It's like, well, I'm not in this environment going to play games with the IRS. I have no desire to play games with the IRS. I got to cut you loose, man, because if, you, if you're not going to give share with me the information I need to protect my business, then we just can't do business anymore because I don't want to play this game. I mean, I'm, I'm the guy that'll get caught. I don't, I don't want to play. So IRS, if you're listening, it's not me, man. Look, don't want don't me, bro. <laughs> no. And I'm glad you did that because if you don't do that, and I had this experience with clients, they'll take away your deduction. Yeah. <laughs> so you won't be able to deduct it. So even though you spend the money in payroll or, or paying a contractor, I'll say, they'll say that was just income. They they will take it away. And I seen it. Wow. It's hard to fight that one. That's kind of crazy. So one of the questions wow. I was going to ask you should be, we can be concerned with the 87,000 and you answered that one pretty well. <laughs> yes, yeah. we should be concerned with that said. One of the things I remember when I had my tax problem, I was working in the commercial fishing industry, charter industry, and I was out at sea for about a week. And that letter got delivered to my girlfriend's house where I was staying at the time, which is now my wife. Believe me, I can't believe she married me after all that. But uh, this letter came from the IRS and I told her while I'm gone, you know, open my mail. If there's bills, just pay, here's my checkbook, pay them. And um, she opened that one and I came home and she was like, you're in trouble. And it was like, it was, it. I got that, that first letter. And then of course the subsequent letters and the biggest thing that, the, the toughest time I had was this shock, the initial shock and the helplessness, yes. the feeling of helplessness. It's like, oh my God, they're coming to get me. I better get back on the boat and get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, had I had some warning, I would have probably dealt with it a lot better because the first thing I did was kind of regress. I was like, oh my God, I went into my into a little cave in my brain. I was like, oh my God, they're going to come take me. I felt guilty and I'm an ex-police officer. So I felt like I had broken the law and I, I was just kind of being stupid. I made bad decisions, but no, I, I think it's everybody. I, I when I see that letter, that initials in my mail, and I do this every day. Right. I even pause for a second. Oh, I, I bet everybody. You have a very interesting product that you mentioned. We were talking earlier, and as soon as you mentioned, it, I went, "OMG, we got to talk about this because this this." I wish this was around. Shame on you for not inventing this years ago, Claudia. <laughs> 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 Kidding, of course. Um, my tax alarm. Tell me all about my tax alarm because my people are um, going to want to hear about this. Yes, this is something that we usually did internally in just for our clients uh, that we help them get out of trouble from the IRS that have tax problems. But now we're actually launching it out and um, offering to other people is um, I'm a firm believer of using the IRS um, 
uh, inadequacies disorder. Yeah, to be polite, and just for my client's benefit or for my benefit, right? For to help them advocate better, right? And they have because with every government bureaucracy, you can't really sell a piece of mail directly yourself. You know, you have to send it through some server and then goes through another office. It takes a week or two before it actually leaves the building, right? So you can use that to your benefit, just like you, like, let me explain it for everybody knows what a credit monitoring service is, yes. my FICO. Right. So uh, there's the equivalent for your IRS records. You have, you, me, and every business has a tax account record. So that's something that every day where it goes in there and it tells you what's going on in each year. And when the IRS is going to send you a letter, every letter they send you, even when they're looking at your return, because maybe you're going to be in an audit or not, if they're looking at they put a special code in there. So you can always tell. And as an attorney, I if you give me the authorization, I can go talk to the IRS on your behalf and I can actually look at those records. So when they're going to about to send you a, a letter or they're looking at your records or they're going to send you a letter for an audit lien or they're going to levy your account or your bank account. I can see that before because it'll get in the record and I'll let you know ahead of time. And that wow. way, when you actually get the letter, you're not nervous and you're ready together. We plan what your plan of action is going to be. So you're all set to go. We take, we, we take advantage of that two to three week window to set you up for success. I see. Okay. And then, so let's look at a case where the person has, has their tax preparer, which is different than what you do. Mm-hmm. This doesn't really conflict with that. This is more like no, kind of like a, a blanket to insurance. keep you safe. Yeah. It's insurance, right? Insurance. Mm. Yeah. I hate that word, but it is good a description for it. It really is. It's, it's <laughs> like ethical insurance. If there is such a thing, <laughs> No, but it's, it's like you monitor your credit report. It's right. the same thing. It's really the equivalent just in case something funky happens. I love this because I see them doing this now. We in Florida, well, not in, at least in the, in Pinellas County where I have property in Florida, I've got a couple counties. They have this alert thing on. So if if there's any issues with the deed to my property, then mm-hmm. it will automatically notify us fraud alert because okay. title fraud for real estate in Florida is a big deal. It happens all yeah, the time. It's a big thing. Yeah. Re- recently I just did some corp, some changes with the ownership of one of my properties and man, it was like I signed the deed and it took about, four days, which was shockingly fast for me to get an email and my wife's email blew up. And then we got a letter in the mail and they're like, Hey, 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 somebody changed the name on one of your owners and one of your properties. And it was like, yeah, we know, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> so this is great. So it's the same concept. I like it. So you go, you sign up, you pay a monthly fee and then it's kind of like the monitoring in the background. Then let's say they, they, they're like Marino. We know Marino. Hey, I met his dad at the water cooler <laughs> Yeah, the guy on international tax side. Yeah, let's audit that guy. He's an airline pilot. God knows they're probably cheating. <laughs> Mike gets an alert. Ding, ding, right? It notifies him and yes. says, run, call dad. <laughs> Quick. <laughs> no, I told you, you Michael. <laughs> you get an alert telling you exactly what notice we received. And we'll let you know that um, um, if it's something to worry about or if it's not and then just we can talk about the next step. And we actually check those records on a daily basis. So we really do check every day and we'll let you know if anything pops up. I love, I was looking at the website for this and one of the questions, because I know everybody has this question, the same thing with real estate. Can I do this myself? It's like, well, yes. sure. Yeah, you can. But, <laughs> but you have to go every day 
track it. And then right. the hardest part is figuring out what those codes mean. That's right. Like, you know, then you will have to Google, make sure you have, I mean, I don't even know all the codes because there's like a hundred of them. So right. some of them I still may have, it's some obscure. I'm like, I don't remember this. And I have to go look into their manuals to figure it out. Yes, you can do it just like anybody can draft a contract, I guess, with legal Zoom. Right. You can always do things on your side. Sure. Oh, yeah. Like people say, well, I, when I sold real estate training, folks would comment and say, you can learn everything you want just by listening to the podcast. Yes, you can. I've been doing, if you've got seven, if you've got 30 minutes a week for the next seven years that dedicate to listening to me, then you can get the same thing as if you pay for the course because it's all available on public domain. I give it away for free. The difference is, is that you don't have to stand in line and wait, right? If those of you are sitting at home, I challenge you now, just call the IRS and tell me, email me and tell me how long it took you to get a live body. How many days and, did you invest? <laughs> and hopefully you didn't get uh, hang up on. Right. Cause right. sometimes you talk to them and listen to call drops. Which is the worst. Yeah, I was thinking about that. You know, we were talking about the turbo tax sites, I guess you want to call them. When if I call the IRS right now, I'm gonna be on hold for 18 hours and you're right, it's gonna disconnect. So Claudia, I always wonder, you tax professionals, do you have like a bat phone or some special number <laughs> to actually get in touch with them? Because it works when you do it, but not when we do it. There's a priority tax tax hotline for, for uh, there tax. is. Yeah, there is a a hotline just for people. Oh, there is a bad phone. <laughs> it's okay. You have all those airport secrets, too. Mike. See me, all these conspiracy theorists, they're not all false. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. A lot of folks I see that I know that have gotten themselves in hot water with tax wise hasn't been so much their own personal income tax. They instead of the, the trouble began with their small business. Everybody thinks that. Yes. All you need to do to avoid tax is get an LLC. Everything's a tax right off and you can live happily ever after. Okay, no. Can this product work for the small business owner? Yes, we can do it also because your business also has a social security number. You just need a social security number. Your business has an EIN. So as long as you have an EIN or a social security number, that's how I we able to track it. I see. Okay. And this thing is like constant all the time. So if they're sitting there burning the midnight oil at Sunday at midnight, you're going to get notification at some future period that there's something up. Correct. That's well, awesome. they're not burning the midnight oil. <laughs> I don't doubt that. <laughs> it's hard enough to get them to work Monday through Friday, right? <laughs> but I will, but in all fairness, you know, to the IRS, they, I, I generally think they're, they're a lot of the revenue agents. They're just have too many files. Right. Right. They're over staff. Oh. The one good, one thing I will, I will give them the benefit. They there you go. Over staff. They're oh, under yeah, staff. I'm, Sorry, under staff. I'm living in proof of that. So I hate to admit it, but my, my father works for the IRS and Tyler kind of hinted at it in his, uh, when he played the mafioso voice. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, growing up, I've heard a lot of stories about the inside of the IRS. Yeah. It's super bureaucratic and they're talking about hiring the 87,000 IRS agents from what he's telling me is most of the IRS agents come in from college no experience of the black hole and bureaucracy. I hate to say they, they get really depressed, honestly. But within about five years, then they go out and they join some firm and they make tons of money that way because they could say, well, I know what happened inside of the IRS. Yeah. So uh, from what he tells me, a lot of the uh, inadequacies of the IRS is because they're dealing with novices straight out of college who are overwhelmed and don't have the resources 
you know, especially with what do we have, 350 million tax returns, probably more than that coming in every year. Like you said, they're overwhelmed with that. And also, um, last for the past few years, this is just collection numbers. They had 8 million new collection files wow. per year. Wow. And I, I'm going to presume it's going to be more. And about 60% of that is actually businesses. I believe. There's a lot of new files. And that's just the people that actually, they open a file. They So there's a lot more that they haven't opened a file on. Yeah. So there's, I'm super curious. Oh, go ahead, Tyler. So there's 8 million of the ultra yes. rich? Because they don't, I, they don't, they don't audit anybody unless they're ultra rich. No, it's not only audit; it's just collections. Some people haven't paid, <laughs> but you know that's one of their priorities is getting high income earners. They're one of the the other two that they were looking at is high income earners that don't file their tax returns because they'll figure out between a ten ninety nine and a W two. Right, if you're just not filing, that's the other big thing um, with audit is that people who put the right amount um, and like I said, whether you get a W-2 or a 1099, the IRS gets the equivalent. So they just match it. And if they can't match those numbers, automatic audit. It's a big, it's a mail audit, but it's an audit. Right. To make sure. Oh. And that's one of the benefits we give for um, my tax alarm. You sign up for the year. We are able to get that record before you file your tax return. So you know what information they have and you'll make sure that your tax return matches theirs. So at the very least, that will take that out of the table. Wow. Claudia, if I were to go on uh, mytaxalarm.com, do I have to be one of your clients or is this for anybody? Uh, No, we're open it to everybody because I I really think um, like like with any money issue, I think a lot of times it I'm like Tyler, kudos to your girlfriend, not wife, that she opened the mail because a lot of times people just see that letter and stick it. I I mean, I have clients that come with stack of unopened letters. So which is sad because you have rights as a taxpayer. We have a bill of rights as taxpayers. So I think um, um, that's why we're doing this because I think a lot of people, when they see that letter, they, like I said, I've gotten a letter from the IRS and for for a second, I I myself pause and I I talk to them all the time. So I think it's just, if we take away the fear that comes to sometimes with money issues and we can focus on the solution and making sure that everything's okay. Sometimes it may just be, they think you have a problem, but you have all your good records and you're good to go. So, yeah. So this is available to everybody. Sorry. The long person is saying yes. That's good value. I'm glad you answered that way. Did you have a question, Mike? Claudia, you know, with, I hate to say it, but the whole Donald Trump being in the spotlight, spotlight with, with all this, uh, I would assume most of your clients are high worth uh, individuals. Is that is that correct? Uh, we have from everything. From we have very wealthy clients that we do some tax planning um, for. Um, and then we have a lot of foreigners too, um, because it's just harder. They don't know oh. the rules. So we help a lot of foreigners that they just come to the US and they have money. They they really do not want to get in trouble. Um <laughs> I bet. and then and then we just have people that get in trouble that they're just running their business or just a side gig, side hassle, and they they didn't do something right. It wasn't meant on purpose, but yeah, we have the gamma. Wow. I say that because, you know, with all that in the news, I'm sure there's millions of small business owners saying, geez, I wish I had an army of tax attorneys like Trump did. So I can play by the rules correctly, obviously, and, and utilize the, the tax law as it's written, because that's technically what he did. Mm-hmm. Um, so what would you say to the, the smaller business owner who thinks, oh, 
Claudia is just for the Trumps of, of the of the country, Trumps of the world, the high net individuals. What would you say to those people? Uh, no, and I, I, I think um, it, it is about, and I'm I'm big thing. We like I do a lot of the podcast interviews, so I can give out this information um, mm. there. And we are cognizant of trying to uh, give you value and and making sure that you get what you. I, I always think at the end of the day, you just it's not about paying not paying taxes, paying the right amount. So. And if you do get trouble, remember, there's other options. So it's just helping you out. So like I said, we have the full range of clients from the ultra wealthy to the just uh, not so wealthy. Right. Yeah. Well, you, you brought up something like before you came to this podcast, uh, our podcast, I had no clue that you had your own podcast. So could you share what yours is? Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm saying no, we don't have we're oh, you don't. lunch, but we we do. I go on gas and be on gas and podcast because I, I love ah. giving this information out there. And just telling people about this. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, we're glad to have you on to share that. Yeah, that was awesome. Well, guys, both of you, thank you so much, Claudia. I mean, this was, I never knew such a service existed, first of all. Uh, I sign up for credit alert monitoring, um, obviously my deed monitoring for my real estate, because I like everybody, I would like to know, I don't like surprises, right? Surprises never work yeah. out well. And I think the service that you're providing here helps folks know uh, at least be braced for impact and you're you have the firm behind you to if there's a problem then we can sort it out we can work this thing out as we always say guys you know an ounce of cure or an ounce of prevention will is better than a pound of cure right i mean it's better to kind of yes. look at the situation make do the best you can to protect yourself they're gonna probably we're gonna have some interesting next couple of years i think with all these onboarding of, of agents and the lot, you know, the now the the IRS and the Justice Department is somewhat politicized. You know, depending on your views, it's logical that things are going to be uncomfortable for a couple of years, and this isn't going to make things any easier. This whole IRS getting involved, but you take a product uh, like Tax Alarm, mytaxalarm.com, it can help ease things. So, thank you so much for taking the effort to put this together. Oh no, and I also think we're going to see a lot because now people ran out of all the PPP and all the loan money. Right. And I think now mm. even small businesses that we're not planning well, they're going to start feeling the hurt. And that's when the big thing is that they don't end up paying their payroll. They take payroll taxes to pay payroll. There were that's charter boat captains down here in Key West yeah. that run little charters on like bass boats and, you know, little pontoon boats that got mm -hmm. six figure PPP loans. Wow. Yeah. And those are all, it's time to pay daddy. And <laughs> they didn't make six figures to begin with. It's going to be interesting. I can tell you that. Yeah. That's so sure. I think, I think now we're going to see a lot of the effects from that. Wow. That's unfortunate. That is very unfortunate. Well, guys, as we always say, you know, the only way that you're going to be able to make a difference and stay out of your own way and not get bit by the tax bug is to take that preventive take those steps that begins by going over to mytaxalarm.com unless of course you trust your government and you're convinced that they're there to help you and why would they ever mess with you because after all you're even more charming than tyler is he just wasn't charming <laughs> enough you're gonna wind up probably in a lot of hot water so take a step take a minute go to mytaxalarm.com and take some serious action get it done it's almost free it's so valuable catch you guys next week 
This concludes today's episode. You don't have to wait till the next episode to learn to earn. Head over to CashflowGuys.com and contact Tyler and his team for more powerful tips and ideas. So you can start generating multiple streams of income and escape the rat race.